you ever had moments where you wake up and you're just in thought and you replay certain things that you've done and said and feel like a complete ass? Yep, I said it. Feel like a complete asshole. Um, that's how I felt yesterday and today. Um, in the context is my aunt's funeral my father's one of my father's youngest sisters who passed away um and I felt like an asshole because the last time I saw my aunt was during the Christmas holidays at my uncle's house and I caught COVID as well as my boyfriend at the time and you know when we found out told everyone there like hey we got COVID please make sure you get tested you know, all of that. Um, and I just knew that everybody else was going to be fine. And because I was fine, even though my vaccinated boyfriend was kind of going through it, it was a really, really, really hard for him. Um, but we couldn't figure out why it wasn't hard for me, especially since I'm not vaccinated. And I was just so thankful to God, um, for my healthy immune system and to not be vaccinated and for my body to not go through all the things that it was going through. But I didn't think about other people that may have gotten it and did not have that success and and how although I was praising and thanking God for not going through that, not being, what's the word, um, considerate to those that may not have had that same success story and one of those people is my aunt Uh, she has been quietly battling with cancer and her catching covid just did not help um but i genuinely believe if she did not have cancer she would have been fine um because she's a strong woman And while I'm over in another state celebrating and happy that I am not going through that, did not realize that she was in another state struggling for her life. And so, therefore, I feel like an asshole. On top of that, um, I never really forgiven her for something that she's never done to me. And now that is ultimately devastating. So this session, podcast episode is going to be about forgiveness. Um, Forgiveness has been coming up a lot for me within the last two weeks, a lot. Like when I say a lot like study devotionals um, messaging I hear somewhere else it's just a constant thing about forgiveness and I understand the importance of forgiveness I've taught forgiveness to my girls um, that I worked with in schools because I understand how dangerous unforgiveness can be Um, it turns you bitter it's it's literal it's literal poison within your body um, and while I was writing, oh, and so I've been so compelled 
to talk about forgiveness. My show, Wounded Not Broken, that I stopped doing because of COVID, thinking of, um, well, planning on um, restarting Wounded Not Broken with the first show being about forgiveness. And in preparing for this show, you know, just lo- reading different uh, psychological articles um, or articles written by therapists and psychologists and pastors about forgiveness and what's the steps of forgiveness? Um, are there phases of forgiveness? And, you know, looking at Bible scriptures that talk about forgiveness. And um, there's no set of steps at all about forgiveness. I mean, everyone's has different things to share about how they think you should forgive and therefore I think it's um it's an individual experience however I think that there are certain things that um are shared as far as things that may need to be done but it may look differently for different people and the and 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 it may not be linear um kind of similar to grieving anywho so um yeah just really working through forgiveness 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 and how as a christian forgiveness is actually commanded like it is commanded for us like we are commanded to forgive one another um it's also kind of like a condition where if we want to be forgiven for what we've done then it is important that we forgive others if we want our prayers and requests to get through it is important that we we go and work things out with people so that we can unblock our hearts and our spirits so that we c- our prayers can be heard. Um, so for Christians, forgiveness is a, it, it, it's a, it's a non-issue. That's just something that just comes with it. Um, is forgiveness difficult? Of course. Of course, de- especially depending on the offense. Um, one thing that I that I discovered and wrote was you know unforgiveness is a delusion of control um which other articles also have shared it's like this feeling that you're in control of yourself and in control of the situation um even some form of protection um maybe even some feelings of getting back at the other person uh but it's only uh it's, it's delusional it's literal delusional it's it's all an illusion because that other person may feel it but they don't know what's going on so they're not it may not bother them as much or they may not know especially if you don't say something and they're living their best life um the person that's hurting the most is you um in my intro i talked about my aunt who passed away and just my thoughts and feelings and feeling like an asshole and it just wasn't clicking that she's gone. It just was not clicking for me. And I know that I struggle with feeling things that are really big. It's like a part of my gift and my curse. When traumatic things happen, um, I my emotions just disappear and I become extremely logical. And I make sure that I can get out of the situation if it's a trauma that's happening to me or supporting other people through a traumatic time. And when it's that, it's a good thing, right? Because I'm able to navigate and help people out and support them or able to kind of smartly get myself out without being emotionally 
overwhelmed and doing something that can cause more harm to myself or others. Um, however, this, it becomes a problem when you then don't allow yourself to heal and you're kind of disconnected um, and detached almost. Um, it's, it's kind of a scary place to be in. So I'm sitting in my, you know, I'm at my uncle's house and they're preparing for the funeral and, you know, they're talking about things and it's just not clicking. It's just not clicking because literally in my head, I still believe that she was alive, which I know sounds weird. Um, I did get the privilege to see her in the hospital, although I think she was in a coma. And I said my piece to her, um, but I, I wanted to say it here um, because hopefully someone who's also struggling with unforgiveness for their for a, for a similar reason for the similar person or people who don't know who I'm talking about but they have similar situations or not at all just struggling with unforgiveness to kind of really hopefully just give them perspective um but yeah I got to see my aunt in the hospital before she stopped breathing on her own while she was on the tube and, and I and I shared with her that um that I that I'm sorry um, and not that I'm sorry that I possibly gave you COVID, because I don't know. I really don't know. Um, is that a burden that I'm willing to bear? Sure. Um, sure. But I don't know. Um, and I, and I haven't beaten myself up about that because the Omicron variant or Omicron variant is... It was so just everywhere. Like everyone got it, or almost everyone got it this time around, and it was crazy. And you know, I'm usually safe. I always have my mask on. I get tested consistently um, to make sure that I'm negative. Um, and you know, and so for me, I'm like, oh, I really hope it wasn't me. But anyway, that's not why I apologize. I apologize to her from distancing myself from her as my aunt um during the funeral yesterday one thing I appreciated was that in the telling about the the beauty she was the fashionista she was the bold fierce warrior she was the lover of God she was that she was also human who had flaws and one of those flaws was also her super strength where she wanted her family members to be the absolute best she loved her family, she believed in her family, and she wanted everyone to be the absolute best. And sometimes with that comes a passion that, if not mindful, can cause some harm to people when you're trying to tell them that they they may not be the best. And, and one thing, and some of the words that was used was that she could have, she could, she was kind of bold and crass and, you know, rough and blunt with the things that she said. And it was also admitted that she caused some scarring within some of the nieces and cousins um, with the things that she said. But even though the intention was beautiful, the intention versus impact. And I, and I was very happy that that was acknowledged because it was a lot of my cousins true, but it wasn't mine. Um, my Auntie Carol was always very loving towards me, very supportive of me, um, definitely loved the way I looked, 
and carried myself. Shout out to mom. And would buy me clothes. Be like, I saw this and you can wear it like this because I think you would look really good in it. Like my aunt was just always like really supportive and loving of me. And <laughs> yeah, I'm tripping myself. Um, but in that process, I saw how she wasn't that way with other people. Um, and that bothered me. I heard the things that she said to other people, the things that she did to other people. And me being a person that's about justice and fairness, it started to get me really upset and disappointed with my aunt. And as I got older, I just began distancing myself from her more and more. Still cordial, still hello, Auntie Carmen, how are you? But that, that connection was no longer there, nor was I willing to try to keep it there. Um, I used to go to her house when I was a little girl. Um, her, her two children, Sammy and Siri, used to take care of me. I called my Siri Sammy or Sammy Siri because, like, at the time, their names confused me, and I couldn't tell the difference between them. And so I just called them both names just in case so that <laughs> I had all bases covered. And this is what they shared with me. They looked like they thought that was so smart. Um, and I enjoyed my time with them. Um, she always opened her house to me. It was always so welcoming. Her house was always dope. Um, one thing that they said is that sometimes her house was so dope it was intimidating um, because it's like you really couldn't just be chilled because everything had to be kept discreet, um, which is true. And so sometimes I would sneak over to my aunt Vanessa's house. We would close by if I walk away and just hang out with her and her kids um, because her kids were also like my siblings um, since I was little sister and a child by my mom. And uh, so, anywho. Um, but yeah, I just started distancing from my, myself from my aunt, and I guess I felt that I was too young to kind of have that conversation with her, but I guess I also thought that my, by me pulling away was, was kind of creating justice, that if, if, if y'all, if you're gonna talk this way and treat my cousins in such and such this way, then I'm gonna treat you this way or, or separate myself from you or I don't get to have this closeness to you because you know like and in my little head like intention versus impact my intention was from a good place to to create justice and equity and all of that and um but that's not my job to do you know uh and you know, she moved to the Poconos, and she consistently invited my mom and I to stay with her. Consistently was like, come check out the house, enjoy the house, come to the Poconos, relax, and, you know. And me and my mom never went. My mom never went, not because she didn't want to. It's just my mom is a very interesting character. But I easily could have gone and just didn't feel inclined to. And <sighs> This unforgiveness is just not... It's just not worth it, you know, because it just created an unnecessary distance and bitterness between my aunt and I, and it's just so unfortunate, and so it's unfortunate, and then in some ways it's fortunate, and I know that somebody's like, yeah, that's effed up, well, it was fortunate in the way that now that she's gone, it's it's not as devastating to me as it is for those who remained really close with her. Um, but that's sad. That's sad. You know, that's like a person that's afraid to love because they don't want to lose love. 
And you know the thing is greater to love than lost than to never have loved at all. Uh, and I'm one of those people that understand that, no, sometimes it is better to not have loved at all. Because to lose is detrimental, especially those of us who love very, very deeply and fiercely. But that's just a, that's just a protective stance that those of us have um, that doesn't really do well with changes and loss and heartbreak. Um, but yeah, and so when I went to the hospital, I, I just talked to her, I shared with her, um, you know, I want to acknowledge that, you know, I definitely have distanced myself from you and I want to share with you why. And I want to apologize for doing that. I apologize for not, once I got older as an adult, pulling you aside and, and sharing with you this is what I saw, this is what I heard, this is what I'm feeling, um, and sharing that, because who knows, we would have probably become closer, um, we probably would, a great conversation could have happened out of, the, out of that, who knows what could have happened, I don't know, but what I do know is that I would never know, because of my unforgiveness. Um, but I'm happy that I was able to say that to her while her brain waves are still going. Um, I want to believe that wherever she was in that moment that she heard it, um, yeah. <sighs> but it does suck. It does suck. Um, that she was able to battle cancer, but not COVID. It was too much. It was too much. Her body was tired of fighting. I think her body was tired of fighting and it just went to rest. Um, I think she was holding on so that as many people can come visit her as much as possible. Whatever prayers was happening, she was able to receive as much as possible. Um, but yeah, um, but while I was in, while I was in the funeral, at the funeral, sitting next to my mom, there was a slideshow, and there was three or four pictures of me and Auntie Carol, and that's when I, that's when I started crying, that's where all of the, whatever it is that I do or have, definitely broke, and my emotions surfaced at the top. Now, I was tearful before that, but I'm usually tearful because I'm empathetic. Like, I empathize with others. And so seeing her grandchildren and her, her children and her nieces and her sisters just be in pain and, and grief and crying, I start to, like, tear up because I feel for them. Um, but I wasn't feeling for myself until I saw those pictures. And just was like, man, today you had an aunt that really loved you and was really proud of you. And because of your unforgiveness and because of you not saying something, because of you trying to take justice in your own hands as a child and not coming to grips with that as an adult to do something different, you missed out. You missed out on like 10 plus years of learning from her and... Uh, 
it's just so unfortunate, you know? It's just really, really, really unfortunate. And it's just not worth it, y'all. If, if COVID hasn't taught us anything, it's that we don't know. We never, ever know when we will see each other again. We never know if we'll go to sleep. We may never wake up. We never know that when we said goodbye or didn't say goodbye or rolled our eyes or whatever it was to someone that that was the last moment we will have with them. We don't know. And because we don't know, oh, we need to get past our grudges. We really do, y'all. It's not worth it. It doesn't do anything. But leave us with regret or harden us even harder so that we don't feel the regret. And now we're just we're just not living as a full human. We're not living our full experiences. We're just hiding behind coping mechanisms and pride. And that's not cute. And that's not the way to live life. Um Yeah. Um, but if my cousins happen to hear this, um, the cousins and nieces of mine who have been traumatized or deeply scarred by our aunt, I implore you to let it go. Let it go, y'all. It's not worth it. Uh, and I hope that the situation has forced you to encouraged you to um or even pushed you to face the pain and the words that were spoken and acknowledge it then let it go and ask god to help you release that release that she didn't mean it she didn't i genuinely believe that she knew the power and impact of the words that she has said to you all or the things that she has done she would not have done that and so please just forgive her and let it go um for my cousins who are her children Siri and Selma um I can't apologize for giving her COVID because I'm not sure if I did but if I did please I am sorry I really am it wasn't on purpose I tried to stay masked up as much as possible um I only took it off when eating and I didn't eat around her but I did take it off to take a picture with her which was in the slideshow and if that moment in time was when she caught it I am so sorry y'all I really am and I hope one day you all can forgive me um do I deserve it uh, that's up for you all to decide um, but forgiveness is not I guess for the person that has caused harm it's more so for the person that was harmed which sounds weird because this world teaches us the opposite but it really is for us um, because it allows for us to to continue to love to continue to feel and to not get blocked with bitterness and anger and sadness um, it humbles us to allow God in who has the power and strength to heal those wounds instead of us thinking we can do it on our own. 
So, um, yeah, uh, that's it for today. Um, and another pain that you get left with is regret or the what ifs. And I think that is the worst punishment in the world to live life as in what if. And with regret, that's just so unfortunate. And Auntie Carol, from what I learned, because there's new things that I learned, she lived her life to the fullest. It may have hurt people along the way, but at the end of the day, she lived life to the fullest. And people loved her. People admired her. And she touched a lot of people. And sometimes when you are a dynamic person and you live life to the fullest... There are going to be things that you do that's not the best, but that's a part of being human. Because I know I've done things out of out of caring and loving and being so passionate. But sometimes my passion was so fierce and strong that it hurt people. It intimidated people. It pushed people away. Um, and so even hearing that about her, I was like, that's so crazy. I was holding a grudge against my aunt doing things to my cousins and nieces that I have done to other people that out of my love for people and my desire for people to be their best there are things that I have said and done thinking it was for the best and instead I hurt them and I pushed them away the only difference is that those people told me and so I was able to be more mindful I didn't I didn't get to give my aunt that that insight that I was given. Um, you know? <sighs> okay, I'm about to like start speaking in circles. I'm not, I really don't like when people speak in circles. And so I'm going to try to kind of just end this with um, let's, let's free ourselves from the slavery of unforgiveness and grudges and bitterness and resentment. Um, Let's embrace the pain. Let's embrace love. Let's embrace um, healing. And let go of pride and ask God to help you forgive as well. Even when it comes to the topics of rape and molestation that you also get to forgive for that too because it's for you and it's a part I think that it is imperative it is a necessary part of healing um so with that all um thank you all for tuning in um yeah thank you all for tuning in much love to all of you Um, Stay prayed up, stay mindful, mind your words, mind your tongue, and God bless. Um, I wanted to end this, um, or close this button up, I wanted my outro to be, to define what, what does it mean to forgive? Which could have done be done in the beginning, but I want to do that. I'm going to share some scriptures, um, just to really close this up with a button. So um, the definition to forgive is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone, 
for an offense flaw or mistake um, to cancel a debt. I do think that it's a lot more than that. I think it is a um, oh okay. Um, it says here, psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness or have asked for it. Um, and I think, I think that's, I think that's beautiful. I think it's a decision to to release. Um, I think when people think of the canceling of debt, um, it's a little harder to do. I can't cancel a debt that I'm still holding, or I can't stop feeling angry at something that you've done because it's impacted me a certain way. But when you think of it from a therapeutic standpoint of a decision to release these feelings towards another person, understanding that it doesn't mean that they deserve it or not, whether they ask for it or not, whether they realize it or not, but instead um, you're making a conscious decision to release because that is something that you are holding on to that is bur burdening you. Um, kind of what I was saying in, in the episode of letting go of that because it, it breeds bitterness and resentment and it just makes you into a person that you don't want to be. Um, and so... And I also wanted to um, share some scripture. Um, and it's so funny that so I looked at scriptures about forgiveness. And one of the scriptures is John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. And I don't think people forget, realize that forgiveness is a part of this command. You can't love someone if you are holding resentment against them, that's not love. This is a command that we love one another. And it's like, just as I have loved you. Whew. How did Jesus love us? By dying for our sins. What? Not only was that the ultimate sacrifice, that was the ultimate sign of forgiveness. Ultimate act of forgiveness. To die for people who are in the wrong who <clears throat> necessarily don't deserve it. And so if Jesus is commanding us to love one another and loving them on to, to his standard, you best to believe forgiveness is a part of that. Um, Luke 17, 3 says, If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, um, if your brother sins, rebuke him, if he repents, forgive him. And so a lot of people use that as, well, they didn't ask. So I don't have to. Well, for those who that has asked, then the scripture is for you. Um, for those who did not ask the the scripture about in John thirteen thirty four, that's for all of us. Um, but um, there's also there's another scripture. I know I should know these like in my heart. Um, but it also talks about love covering a multitude of sins because you genuinely love someone. You know, you get to forgive them. Um, but this is the one that really takes the cake because there's those of us that are like, yeah, those scriptures do make sense. But, you know, this person asked or 
you know, this person didn't do this, or, you know, you know, you know, we, you know, as humans, we have all the reasons why we don't want to do the things that may be the best to do, but this scripture is what really hits me every single time, which is Matthew 6, 14, um, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. And then I'm going to follow it up with Mark 11:25. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. And so something about those two verses, it's, it's a condition. Kind of what I said, I think in my intro, um, there's a condition that comes with being forgiven in the spiritual world. It's like God and Jesus is so serious about forgiveness and about us exercising forgiveness and exercising love towards one another that they actually built it into the system of connecting with them. That if you want to be forgiven, you know what? We will forgive you just as much as you forgive your brother and sister, or just as much as you forgive someone who sinned against you. But if you choose not to do that, understand that we will reciprocate the same. But the beauty of that, even in that, is that we still get grace. We still get grace. So even in that condition, God's grace still keeps us in that condition. It's just, it's, it's just such a beautiful thing that God is so great. It's the fact of, I'm about to do a whole nother episode, um, but it's the fact that God is saying, I will forgive you as much as you forgive this person, your brother and sister, or this person who has sinned against you. Right? And that includes those who've been raped or molested or beaten. I'm going to read it again. For if you forgive other people, not just not your brother and sister, now it's just other people, when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. For if you, right? That's that condition. And then Mark is, and when you stand praying, if you, there's that if you, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in Heaven may forgive you your sins. And so I like that Mark says, hold anything against anyone, because someone can be like, well, I'm not unforgiving towards this person. I just know that this is what they did. And so I'm going to move. I'm going to move differently around them. I'm not I'm not carrying a bitterness in my heart. You're not carrying bitterness in your heart, but you're still holding something against them, which is now impacting the way you're moving towards them. And. You want your father to forgive your sins and hear your prayers? Well, then you get to release that. And so when it says, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, I see that translation as release them. Cancel that debt so that your father in heaven can cancel yours. Um, And and that speaks to me, right? Because I can say like, well, it's not unforgiveness, right? Because usually... um, you know, once a month I have a moment where, you know, I go do a spiritual thing and it says, like, name the people that you don't forgive. And I never, ever thought to put Auntie Carol on there because I'm like, well, she's never done anything to me. So 
It's not that there's nothing for me to forgive. But I was holding a grudge against her for the things that she's done to other people. And so that is a form of unforgiveness. Um, and, And so that's why... Um, I can boldly say, like, no, I get you to get help, and I get you. That's called forgiveness and apologize, because I was holding something against someone that didn't even do something to me. You know what I mean? Um, and even though my intention was was right for, you know, defending other people in my own silly way, it was still was not my job to do. And then it, and it impacted my actions towards an aunt that loved me. You see what I'm saying, y'all? It's just, and so it applies in just so many different areas. And so don't allow for your pride and your worldly protective logic to convince you that these scriptures don't apply to you, those that are Christian and that believe in scriptures. Because it, it the scriptures highlight all the things. It covers all the things. And the beauty is that even though God set this condition, this grace is still focused and, and still still applies it's like listen i'm asking you to do the standard but this is the standard and this is the condition but i'm also going to still extend this grace and mercy because i know that it's going to be hard for you and and if i don't and i know how your hearts can be so hardened and if i don't forgive you the way you're not forgiving this person you may no longer be here or you may endure something much much heavier than the pain that you were holding on and resentment that you're holding on inside but let my grace and my mercy extend (laughs) so that it's not worse than what you're doing to yourself that's how I see it um so this is just all just my experience and things that I've been thinking about for the last two weeks and and um, messaging that has come to me for the last two weeks and just wanted to share it with you all um, and it's something that I will condi- continue to to work on is forgiveness. Um, there's still people that um, I have to choose to forgive every week or every month um, because those feelings slip back in. Those memories get re-triggered. Um, and so it is a deliberate decision that I have to make um, every month. And there's some people that I've forgiven and I let it go and it's fine, you know. So just be well, y'all. Be well, be blessed. Um, Thank you for listening to this. And have a blessed day. Ciao.